warmth came from it. It steamed like a fresh-baked loaf. Its legs worked under the shawl, and when Sigrid stretched out a bony forefinger to touch its cheek, it opened its eyes, and there, gazing up at them, was a person. There was a note pinned to her shawl, said Ellie. On a piece of paper, smudged with tears, were the words, Please be good to my little daughter, and take her to Vienna, to the nuns. What are we going to do? asked Sigrid. Neither she nor Ellie were married. They knew nothing about babies. Take her to Vienna, to the nuns, like it says in the note. In the little village of Petelstorf, no one knew anything about a baby. No one had seen anyone go into the church. She'll have come up from the other side over the pass, they said. A peasant woman gave them a bottle and some diluted milk from her cow, and they trudged on to the small lakeside station to wait for the train back to Vienna. It was late by the time they arrived in the city with their damp and fretful bundle, and they were very, very tired. It was almost dark as they walked up the drive to the convent of the Sacred Heart. She'll be all right in there, said Ellie, touching the baby's head. Sigrid pulled the bell rope. An elderly nun came hurrying across the courtyard. What is it? she asked, peering into the dusk. We've brought you a foundling, sister, said Sigrid. She was left in a church in the mountains. No, no, no! The nun threw up her hands. Take her away, you shouldn't have come. We're in quarantine for typhus. Three of the sisters have got it and it's spreading to the children. But where can we take her? began Sigrid. No one in Vienna will take in children while the epidemic lasts, the nun said, beginning to close the gate. It'll be six weeks at least. Left outside, the friends stared at each other. We'll have to take her back with us and try again tomorrow. What will the professors say? The three professors had lived in the same house since they were born. It was on the south side of a small square in the oldest part of the town, not far from the Emperor's Palace and the Spanish Riding School. In the centre of the cobbles was a statue of General Brenner riding a bronze charger. The house the professors lived in was in the middle of the row. It was the largest and the nicest, and had a wrought iron balcony on the first floor and window boxes. Professor Julius was the oldest. He had a pointed grey beard and was tall and serious. Once, many years ago, he'd very nearly got married, but the bride he'd chosen had died a week before her wedding day, and since then, Professor Julius had become solemn and stern. He was a scientist, a geologist, and lectured in the university. His brother, Professor Emil, was quite different. He was small and round, and was a cheerful man. His subject was art history, and he could tell just by looking at the toes of a painted angel whether the picture was by Tintoretto or by Titian. The third professor was a woman, their sister, and the youngest of the three. Her name was Gertrude, and she played the harp in the city orchestra. Needless to say, none of the three had ever in their lives boiled an egg or washed a pair of socks, and when Ellie and Sigrid had their day off, they always left a cold lunch laid out. 
but by evening the professors needed help again. Professor Julius had a whiskey and soda brought to his room to help him sleep. Professor Emile, who had a delicate stomach, needed a glass of warm milk and honey, and Professor Gertrude suffered from cold feet and always had a hot water bottle. So now they waited for their servants to return. Sigrid and Ellie were always back by nine o'clock, but not today. What shall we do? asked Professor Julius. I suppose we'd better go down and investigate, said his brother. So they made their way downstairs to the kitchen. Just at this moment, the back door was opened and the two women came in. Sigrid's hat was crooked, Ellie's hair was coming down, and she carried something in her arms. Silence fell. What is that? inquired Professor Julius.